Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. As I had said last week, we are now begun a new church year, and with this new church year, we are considering the readings, what's called, it's a three-year cycle, but the readings that are chosen is actually called Series B, and the emphasis during Series B is always on the Gospel of Mark, and so we're going to hear the opening words of the Gospel of Mark, and in particular, what a true Advent preacher says about the coming of our Lord, and that is John the Baptist. For this second Sunday in Advent, our first lesson is taken from Isaiah chapter 40, beginning at verse 1. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak to the heart of Jerusalem and call out to her. Her warfare really is over. Her guilt is fully paid for. Yes, she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is calling out, In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. In the wasteland, make the level highway for our God. Every valley will be raised up, and every mountain and hill will be made low. The rugged ground will become level, and the rough places will become a plain. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all flesh together will see it. Yes, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice was saying, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry out? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like a wild flower in the countryside. Grass withers, flowers fade, when the breath of the Lord blows on them. Yes, the people are grass. Grass withers, flowers fade, but the word of our God endures forever. Get up on a high mountain, O Zion, you herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. You heard the good news. You herald of good news. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Look, God the Lord will come with strength and his arm is ruling for him. Look, his reward is with him. The result of his work is in front of him. Like a shepherd, he will care for his flock. With his arm, he will gather the lambs. He will lift them up on his lap. He will gently lead the nursing mothers. The word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning at verse 8. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. For the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow to do what he promised, as some consider slowness. Instead, he is patient for your sakes, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away with a roar. The elements will be dissolved as they burn with great heat. And the earth and what was done on it will be burnt up. Therefore, since all these things will be destroyed, 
What kind of people ought you to be, living in holiness and godliness, as you look forward to and hasten the coming of the day of God? That day will cause the heavens to be set on fire and destroyed, and the elements to melt as they burn with great heat. But according to his promise, we look forward to a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, dear friends, as you look forward to these things, make every effort to be found in peace, spotless and blameless in his sight. The word of the Lord. Our gospel is taken from Mark chapter 1 beginning at verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is how it is written in the prophet Isaiah. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare the way for you. A voice of one calling out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He preached, one more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with the walk with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Let me read these words once more. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is how it is written in the prophet Isaiah. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare the way for you. A voice of one calling out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He preached, One more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when one is studying for the public ministry, studying to be a pastor or even a parochial school teacher who's going to be teaching religion classes, I really believe that such a person has to ask themselves one important question. And that question is simply, what kind of pastor or teacher do I really want to be? Do I want to be one who gives people what they want? Or do I want to be one who gives people what they need? We may be tempted to think that 
Well, certainly, wouldn't it be the first one giving people what they want? Since you're serving the congregation and they're paying your salary, you, you answer to them, do you not? But what happens if even the group of people that you've been called to serve starts asking you to do something contrary to God's word? Are you held accountable to them? Or are you really ultimately held accountable to God himself? I am one who truly believes that when it comes to being a minister, we are not called to give people what they want, but one is called to give people what they need. And so when I look at John the Baptist, I do not see a preacher who gave people what they wanted to hear, but once again gave them what they needed. And what do people need? Well, the gospel writer Mark, this is John Mark, a relative of, of Barnabas, and, and he was the companion of Paul, eventually even became a companion of Peter. And many believe that the gospel of Mark was probably, much of it came even from Peter himself. Of course, it's written through inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And in the very first verse, Mark makes it very clear what we all need. He says, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Notice that he doesn't say, this is the beginning of a biography about a, a guy named Jesus who came from Nazareth. But rather, this is the beginning of the gospel. Gospel meaning good news. Yes, there's sad news. There's sad news is that we're all sinners. But the good news is Jesus is the Savior. And Jesus is not just some guy from Nazareth. Jesus is the Christ, the promised one, the Messiah, who would come and give his life for the sins of the world. But more than that, Mark makes it clear that this is the one who is the Son of God, who took on human flesh. And therefore, this is the Savior, the only Savior that we need. No other Savior will work because any other Savior is a fake and a fraud. Now John, when he proclaimed the coming of the Lord, and he didn't just one day wake up and say, well, I'm going to start telling people that Jesus is the Son of God. No, he was called to do this, called by God himself. But it was even more. It was foretold he would do this. 400 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Malachi would write, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare the way for you. 300 years before Malachi was the prophet Isaiah, and he wrote, A voice of one calling out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. So John was called by the Lord to be a messenger, to be a herald, preparing people from the, for the coming of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the very Jesus who is the Son of God. And like a herald of old, he was to go ahead of the king, prepare the cities, telling them to fill in the potholes, to straighten out the mountains, to level the path so it's not all curvy, to make the coming of the Lord most welcomed. And more particularly, 
He was called to prepare hearts. And notice how he did it. It says he appeared baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Isn't it interesting that the very Lord Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, gave the great commission to his disciples, which we hold to today, to go and make disciples of all nations, and what two things? Baptizing and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. The very two things that John the Baptist himself was doing. He was baptizing people, and we're told here that the purpose of it was for the forgiveness of sins. So the baptism he was offering is no different than the baptism we have today. It is with water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's how Jesus taught us to perform a baptism. And what is its purpose? For the forgiveness of sins. Baptism isn't just some good work that we do because we want to please God. No, it is God working in us. It is God blessing us. All the things that Jesus did with his perfect life and his atoning sacrifice on the cross, all those blessings is ours. And here, those blessings are summed up in these three beautiful words, the forgiveness of sins. And where sins are forgiven, there's a new relationship with the Lord. And there's the sure hope that heaven is our home. Along with that, he was preaching, and he preached a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So his whole message was pointing to the forgiveness of sins. Now, if he is announcing the forgiveness of sins, it's rather obvious that he's speaking to sinners. Who need the forgiveness of sins. And so when it comes to sinners. At the heart of his entire message. You can sum it up in, in one word. Repentance. The word itself is actually a compound noun. It, it literally means change mind. The thinking being one of sin. Which is going to ultimately lead us to God's condemnation and hell itself to now looking to forgiveness and hope in Christ Jesus and eternal salvation. And what does that involve? Well, let's, let's look at what the people were doing. They were coming out to John, who, by the way, not only walked the walk, he talked the talk. He, he was even dressed with camels here. He looked just like a prophet. In fact, we're told in the Old Testament that camel's hair and a, and a leather belt around your waist was the dress of Elijah the prophet. And the people came out to him, coming to see a prophet, and he is, confessing their sins. Notice that they weren't just simply confessing that they were damaged goods. They weren't just simply coming to confess that as, as a person who's damaged, we pray that God will still love us, even though clearly we're not perfect. And for some reason, that's okay too. Because you can look at all those Old Testament gentlemen and prophets and patriarchs of old. They weren't perfect either. And 
wouldn't you say they too were all just simply damaged goods? But my friends, it's umpteen times worse than that. We're not just simply damaged goods. People came confessing their sins. They were sinners. Yes, sinners just like us who have inherited that sinful nature. Sinners just like us who need a Savior because we cannot save ourselves. Sinners who deserve God's wrath, deserve God's punishment of hell itself. Saying one is a sinner is even difficult to even spew out from our lips. What a wretched man I am. The Apostle Paul even cried. Who's going to rescue me from this body of death? So when it comes to repentance, yeah, we do speak of it as including confessing our sins with sorrow over our sins, admitting that we have sinned and that we are by nature sinners. And many stop right there, thinking that if you say you're sorry, then God will have to forgive you because he now owes you. You said you were sorry. But God owes us nothing. We deserve nothing. But in spite of that, by God's grace and mercy, God's given us everything. For at the heart of repentance is not just simply sorrow over sin. In fact, the heart of repentance is Jesus. It's faith in Jesus the very Son of God who is our Savior. And when it comes to Jesus, even religious leaders went out to John the Baptist and asked if he was the Christ, if, if he was the Savior. And John would reply to them, one more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the straps of his sandals. I'm not even worthy to do the lowliest work of the lowliest servant and even take his sandals, let alone even touch his feet. So when it comes to position, he is greater. I am not. And along with it, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. We have a play on words here. The word baptism literally means to wash. And the sacrament of holy baptism you know, we receive the forgiveness of sins, so your sins are washed away. Again, applying water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's exactly what John did. But the one who is coming, who is greater than I, he will wash with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus explains what that means in the opening verses of the book of Acts. When he tells his disciples that after he ascended into heaven, he will send the Holy Spirit who will bless them with the gifts necessary to carry out the work of God and the Great Commission. And ten days after Jesus' ascension on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. There was a, a great wind and the sound of a wind in the room. Tongues of fire came to reach up to come on top of each one of them and they were given the ability to speak in other known languages in order to preach the gospel to the ends of the world. Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations. 
No one has the authority to send the Holy Spirit. No one has that kind of power except God himself. And the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, has that authority and a power. That's why he's greater. That's why he's so much more important. And just think, this very God took on human flesh to be my substitute in suffering the punishment, even anger, condemnation that God has over sin. Even death itself, even hell itself. So that I may have the blessings of life and life eternal. His invitation is to believe it. And even that is the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts who calls us to faith in Jesus Christ. As you prepare for Christmas, my dear friends, and really as you celebrate Christmas, do so listening to a real Advent preacher. Listen to John the Baptist. He was called by God to prepare people for the coming of the Lord. And yes, he proclaimed to people to confess their sins and to have sorrow over sin, but he did not stop there. He proclaimed the, to the people the greatest news that can ever be given, which really makes Christmas a merry Christmas, and that is Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, our Savior. My dear friends, this is without a doubt what we really need. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n dot o-r-g. May God bless you today and every day.